This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Friday, and I'm here with powerful Latina Anna Navarro. This is Behind the Table. All right, it is Friday. We are here with powerful Latina Anna Navarro and powerful puppy Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha is here with us in studio. Very exciting. Always a good sign for the podcast. How are you, Anna? I'm doing well. I've had a good week. Yeah, you have. You have. What's been going on? Well, let's see. I almost drowned in Miami this week, mm-hmm. uh, right? It was, which is why I was watching the show yesterday. Oh, here we go. And because I was watching the show yesterday, because I was stuck in my house. Yes. Uh, it was apocalyptic rain in Miami that nobody told us about. I think we had a hurricane that nobody told us about. So sometimes they make, make us sit in front of the TV for five days waiting for the hurricane that never comes. In Miami this week, the hurricane came and they, no, and they didn't tell us about it. Yeah. No. Pools overflowed. I woke up. There was debris, branches. There was a flash flood, like Amber Alert type thing on the phone at mm-hmm. one in the morning that uh, almost gave me a heart attack. The thing was horrible. Uh, so I was home yesterday, and I was watching. I only watched the first segment. The first segment, like lo and behold, yeah. I heard Whoopi say, which you never let me say. No. But I heard her say it. She did. You have suggested that I have a lingual bias against you. I would say, let's go with that. And I think, first of all, what happened was Whoopi did say that it was then corrected on the West Coast. It was corrected on social media and on YouTube and everywhere else. And it was sound dropped properly. Today, you yelled it out at the end of the show again. And they bleeped you in real time. Because so. because I am lingually profiled. You might be lingually profiled. So I am like on a on a no-fly list. I'm on a no-say <laughs> list, and people are watching out for what I'm going to say in a way that they're not watching out for what Whoopi is saying, which, by the way, is ridiculous. Because if I am more uh, if I am more of a of a lingual risk than Whoopi Goldberg, I have reached a high mark in my I mean, life. Let me tell you something. You are you have prolifically used salty language on television for some time. I think it's it's one of the you know first I few lines of your life. bio. Yes, I'm just saying. All right, well, listen, moving forward, let's just say we don't use that word. No. No, okay. Well, then you moving forward, you know what's going to happen, though, because when they react to you in real time to bleep you or sound drop you, they end up dropping too much on either side. So what it ends up seeming like is that you said something much worse than you actually said. I'm fine with that. Okay. It looks like you, you yeah, all right. You sounded like... Uh, Andrew Dice Clay in that moment in real life. But all right, here we go. So um, you were very busy last weekend. Mm-hmm. You were with Ricky Martin. Mm-hmm. You were with Ava Longoria, mm-hmm. George Lopez, mm-hmm. and the GOAT, Serena Williams. Tell you missed Pitbull. Oh, and, and Pitbull, I apologize. And the drag queens. And the drag queens. No, we, um, so last weekend was, uh, last weekend felt like every everybody uh, I know from L.A. came to, uh, came to Miami. So yes. George Lopez had a comedy show at the Hard Rock in Miami. And, you know, George and I are, are really close friends. We tried to do a show together, and uh, I consider him like a big brother, really. I just I look up to him so much. I admire him so much. He's opened up really so uh, many doors for so many. It's incredible to me, but really the first Latino sitcom or sitcom based on a Latino family I remember mm-hmm. is the George Lopez show. It was a great show. And 
and and that was what 20 30 years ago wow. and the only latino uh, the only sitcom based on a latino family on a network show uh, a network right now is lopez versus <laughs> lopez again it's george lopez doing it the only late night host that's been latino was george lopez with right. lopez tonight yeah. and so really the things he's done are are trailblazing uh, yeah. trailblazing and he's broken so many glass ceilings i adore him so i went to see his show but the, and then visited with him after the show until the wee hours. And then the next day, Eva Longoria, who's a very good friend of mine, uh, was was in town, and she was in town because she was doing an event at the book fair with Carrie Washington. Remember, I had mentioned it to Carrie yeah. when she was on the show. You were going to see her there. That we were that I was going to see her there. But Eva came in a couple of days early. And I, I asked her to come with me to the drag show, the R House, which is that uh, drag show, that drag brunch that DeSantis and his administration have been targeting and attacking and going after for over a year. In fact, the owners told me they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars defending themselves um, and, you know, and trying to reach the settlement that they finally reached with the DeSantis administration, which really is as, as unconservative as I can think of to go after a small business that brings uh, that brings tourists, that brings activity to Wynwood is just, to me, inexplicable. But anyways, so Eva and I went to see the drag queens with a few more friends, had a great time. And then that night, so we went home, we recovered from the drag brunch, and then that night we went to the Trilogy Tour. This thing is the best thing I ever saw. It was in New York a couple weeks ago. It was in yeah. New York. It's If it's going to your city, they've got a bunch of different dates. Uh, more dates are going on sale. So this trilogy tour is Ricky Martin, Pitbull, and Enrique Iglesias. And each of them does like their own concert for over an hour. And then the next one comes on. And so we're there in our seats and dancing away. And Ricky's putting on an incredible show. This guy is such a dancer. All of a sudden, I look over, and there's Serena Williams dancing and singing every word in Spanish of the songs. She is uh, a party girl. I, You know, she looks terrific, and she's doing great. She's got a baby that's two months old, and um, she's just she was having a great time. And remember that her tennis colleague, which I hadn't put together in my head, Anna Kornikova, sure. is married to Enrique Iglesias. Right. So there was like that's an right. entire tennis theme going there um so then we went behind the we went uh backstage and spent some time with uh ricky martin who was one of the kindest nicest human beings and then we went out and watched the pitbull concert then after that was the enrique iglesias concert and then after that we were hungry because we we'd been <laughs> we'd been dancing for the after party right so the next morning i did not wake up to go to the book fair because I was just like, okay, even God needed a day of rest. You texted me about this because this was actually fortuitous that you didn't go to the book fair in certain ways. Explain this. God almighty. So I'm looking. I was supposed to be uh, go to the book fair with Eva, who was moderating a conversation on Kerry Washington's book, Thicker Than Water. This is the Miami-Dade book fair. It's the biggest book fair in the country. It's been going on for over 20 years. It's a terrific event. But I'm then looking at uh, Kerry Washington's Instagram account and I see that she is in the green room and saying hello that she and Eva are in the green room and saying hello to Jada Pinkett who was also there to promote her book and I'm thinking oh lord thank god I wasn't in that 
<laughs> green rumor, you know. So you, you've unintentionally gotten into a thing with Jada Pinkett Smith somehow. Which, which is, I blame you for because yes, I hate, I make you talk about pop culture. Yes. I mean, I hate talking about these issues. I hate talking about people's lives. Yeah. I don't care about anybody's lives other than mine. It is in the job description. But yes, I hear what you're saying. Yes. So I, I barely know. I mean, I you know, I don't read these things. I don't want to talk about these things. So she just gave an interview where she was asked about your comments. It was on The Breakfast Club, I think. And, yes. and she was asked about your comments on the show about her book where you said, basically, you feel like she's been emasculating Will Smith and enough is enough already. And embarrassing him. And embarrassing him. Emasculating and embarrassing him. Looking at this, I, I, I think her response actually was kind of nuanced. She just basically said that sounds to me like someone who's reacting to headlines and not reacting to actually having read the book, to which I have to say... She's absolutely right. She's I, absolutely I mean, right. I, I don't, you know... <laughs> I, I really uh, have no interest in celebrity uh, memoirs, memoirs, which yeah. I know is a terrible thing to say because they come here often to, right. and when to they're promote here, you them. read their book and you talk about it and do when all those I'm, things. When they're here, I yeah. read their book. Uh, I really enjoyed Leslie Jones. Yeah. I always Carrie's book's her. amazing. And, Carrie's yeah. book is amazing. I'm go- I am, uh, for over Thanksgiving, I'm taking Barbara Streisand's book with me. I yes. want to read that. But I, I, I'm not into celebrity gossip. I really uh, am not. I do like Will Smith a lot. I grew up watching him. Um think he's uh, just terrific, have rooted for him on in all his superhero, super kind of action films that he's done. Um, I think he's a great actor, and I think he's just, you know, I, I, he's got such... To me, such good, positive energy. Whatever. Listen, I mean, it's a, their lives. If they're yeah. happy, I don't care. There is a lesson here, though, I think, because... The lesson is don't talk about <laughs> things gonna... you don't care about, no matter how much Brian forces you to. No, I think the, the lesson is that there is sometimes clickbait headlines for things, which you and I see every day. You and I hate each other and are having a massive feud, if you pay attention to clickbait headlines. There's always... Maybe something in there, <laughs> not with you and you, but I think that it's important to read behind them and to make things. So Sonny had a very tough take on that book, too. And then afterwards, she spoke to friends who read the whole thing who called her and said, you know, if you read it, it's a little more nuanced. There's a little bit more going on. So maybe there is. I mean, we live in a hot take culture. This is what we do for a living. But, um, you know, I think it, it, in a perfect world, she should come on the show. We'll talk about it and we'll uh, find out more. But I'd love to have Jada on the show with us. Okay, Jada, yeah. come on the show. You can sell more books. Absolutely. No one sells books like The View. Um, all right, so let me see what else is going on. You were uh, We had Secretary Cardona on the show today. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. It was uh, Education Week and part of a big ABC News initiative, but also uh, he's someone you have a relationship with, right? I like him very, very much. I really admire him. Um, I admire him greatly because he began his career uh, as a teacher. Right. Uh, you know, he first he's highly educated, has I don't know how many degrees. He began as a teacher, then became a superintendent, then became uh, head of schools, um, I guess secretary of education in Connecticut. So Joe Biden picked somebody. You know, a lot of times when um, when minorities are picked for positions like a cabinet position or a, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's just a token. Oh, he's just checking off a box. And, you know, and he needed to appoint a Latino. Nobody can say that about Miguel Cardona. I think he is one of our most qualified secretaries right. of education in history. He came from bottom up. Uh, he's lived it. He's had his children in public schools. He's been at. He's been. You know. He's been a public school student, a public school teacher, a public school administrator, a public school parent, and um, and I love the enthusiasm and passion 
that that he brings, and I love that he represents. I think he's a star in this uh, cabinet, always traveling and spreading the word. I just, I think the world of him. Yeah, think I really enjoyed him. having him on today and uh, appreciate him coming on. And also, he's uh, he's a great interview, actually. He's, he's sharp. He's talking about something that, you know, is controversial in many ways, but it could also be dry in many ways, and he was n- not dry in any way. He's <laughs> he's not afraid to give you a, a take on something, and that's hard to do in his role, but I, I was yeah. impressed by him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, now from the serious to the ridiculous, uh, we've been talking with other co-hosts this week, a hypothetical question. I know you love a hypothetical question. It's about which co-host, and this came from an audience member, which co-host would you want to defend you in court if you were charged with murder? Now let's remove Sonny Hostin from the, the, the actual practicing lawyer. I know you have a law degree as well. Um, the trial attorney from this, who would it be? Who would you, who do you feel like guilty or not that you'd want defending you? Oh, no if, ands, or buts, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Rosie will cut a bitch. Oh, all right. I mean, she will, listen, that woman will do whatever she's got to do. I mean, would you want to go up against Rosie? No, definitely not. I mean, you know, also, I just saw her, right? She was just playing a mm-hmm. uh, prosecutor in your honor with mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. Oh, that'll do it. Okay. Are you are you amazed that I know all of this? I am. I love that show. I'm uh, very sad that um, that it's finished. Uh, and so, yeah. I wouldn't want to go if up against Rosie her. If Rosie doesn't win, she'll help you uh, become a fugitive. I all mean, right. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't want to go up against her on Jeopardy after who, White Man Can't Jump. Out of all but... the, the View hosts... I've been past saying, and present, who would you like to defend you well, in court? I, I've been mostly dealing in the present. and Frankly, I, nobody would defend you in court. We may have put him, put, yeah, yeah, let him go. Conv- let, convict him. I think that uh, I, I, I've been saying whoopee all week because, as I said, guilt, if I'm guilty or not, facts be damned, people will do whatever whoopee tells them. So I feel like I'm okay with that. If she had my back, I feel like, yeah, he, I don't like that guy, but hey, whoopee was in Sister Act. I, you know? I kind of feel like we'd all show up and go, lock him up. Oh, lovely. Lock him up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, take me out and the guy who replaces me will be worse, I promise. Um, all right. What so, makes you think it wouldn't be a woman? It, the, she could be worse, too. You're okay. right. Absolutely. Um, all right. So there's another big debate going on online. This is uh, We talked about it a little bit in the Hot Topics meeting. It did not make the cut. But it's a big controversial thing. You fly more than anyone else I know. Uh-huh. Is it okay to recline your seat on a plane? Yes. It is. You think so? Yes. I do, too. Pe- this is a hot topic, though. People are very outraged. Apparently, it's very aggressive in many people's minds to tip your seat back. First of all, um, it depends on how you do it. So here's here's the thing. Uh, if, if you are flying uh, in coach, yeah. if you're flying first class, definitely you're paying a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can. If you are flying in coach, there's different levels of seats, right? There's extra leg room, there's there's premier comfort, there's this, there's that. But there's very little that these seats recline. These right. seats go back very little. So it's not like you're going to be in somebody's lap. They go back very little. I do think you should look back mm-hmm. uh, when you're reclining. Just so that, you know, if somebody's got a cup of, you know, a cup coffee. of something, a cup yeah. of coffee, a glass of uh, Coke, a glass of wine on the on the tray and you all of a sudden do a jerk move and, and, and recline, that doesn't tip over. Right. So I think you should do it gently. Mm-hmm. And I think you should uh, make sure that there's nothing on the tray table. You know, I think those that's kind of like etiquette and that's kind of like mismanagement. I think that's right. 
But you've paid for the seat? Yeah. You've paid for the right to recline? Yes. Yeah, and the thing, if it, you're not supposed to recline, why does it recline? I, and, it's, and if the guy in front of you can do it, or the girl in front of you can do it, then why not? It reclines by very small Very degrees. small amounts, yes. I mean, very small degrees. All right. Yeah. I, I'm reclining no matter what. I, I think uh, I paid for the seat. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, prerogative. I, I think, uh, especially if someone in front of you is doing it, you got to do it. Absolutely. So we're not going to be, we have no podcast next week because we're, we're on Thanksgiving break. Well, so we're going to have, uh, we, we've got a couple things coming. You know, we did one of those audience Q&As again, uh-huh. so we're going to play one of those. And uh, that'll air on Wednesday, I think. And then we'll be off for Thursday and Friday. You and I won't have a Friday podcast. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know, I'm going to Panama. Oh, wow. Uh, so I am, um, I, I've known for many years, we are friends with the U.S. ambassador in Panama, mm-hmm. Mari Carmen Aponte. Uh, she's actually Puerto Rican, uh, very good friends with Justice Sonia Sotomayor. And Mari Carmen um, invited me to come down to Panama. She's been wanting me to go and do a few things at the embassy, you know, speak to the staff. Oh, kind of. Great. And so I'm going to, it's hard for me to mm-hmm. To do that, unless I have a few ho- a holiday, and it's and it's and Panama's beautiful, so I've got a lot of friends there. So Al and I are going, and we're gonna, um, and I love the idea of uh, having dinner at the uh, U.S. Embassy um, with expats and with um, embassy staff who are serving our country, and you know, that's not really cool. Thanksgiving for, that's really and she cool. told me she sent me the menu the other day. Made me so hungry when I read it, but it, she's serving something called pavo chong. So lechon is uh, roast pork. Is what uh, the 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 Spanish word for roast pork is lechon, lechon asado. Pavo is the Spanish word for turkey. Pavo chong is the way a lot of Latins like to prepare turkey so that it tastes like roast pork. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. a lot of Latins don't like turkey. I actually like turkey. I love Thanksgiving food. I would eat Thanksgiving food today. Well, on Wednesday, you're going to be here, and we're going to do a—it's uh, going to air on Wednesday. We're going to do our Thanksgiving show. So we're but have, I'm not going to—but we're not going to have turkey, you said. We're not going to have turkey. We're going to have Thanksgiving apps, but Carla Hall is going to be preparing them, so that should be pretty good. I love Carla. I was with Carla. Uh, I did a um, judging—beating Bobby Flay yeah. judge— with uh, Carla. She is a hoot. Okay. I, I neglected to mention, the uh, producer just reminded me, that uh, when we were talking about the lawyers before mm-hmm. and who would pick who, Sarah Haynes picked you to be her, the attorney that would defend her. Oh, because she knows I, w- I would be the defender in at least three languages. There we go. All right. I like that very much. Guess what I'm doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to see Mark Anthony in oh, concert. Oh, there we go. You know what? Miami is so fun this time of year. <laughs> really, there's so many events it's, you know, the weather, except for the apocalyptic uh, yeah. hurricane with no name, is usually beautiful. It's a time when when there's art fairs and and street fairs and book fairs and concerts. Pink was in Miami um, this week. She was giving away, we mentioned on the show, she was giving away banned books, that ba- books that have been banned in Florida. That's in awesome. her Florida I saw shows. that, too. It was, um, it was it's terrific. So this is a good time for people to... Come to Miami, and if you come to Miami, go support the drag queens because now they're legal and they won in the Supreme Court. I was at a, a book party this week, and I met somebody who knows you, and he uh, said, Anna Navarro is the queen of Coral Gables. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, well, okay. that's the Chacha, that makes you the princess, mama. There we the, go. The uh, princess, um, when I took Chacha for a walk in Coral Gables, uh, the day of the apocalyptic storm, not knowing that it was coming, I thought mm-hmm. that the dog was going to blow away. 
All right. The uh, Speaking of cha-cha, in the future, I'm going to tease something. This is what they call a deep tease. We are going to be having on a Friday the first view best in show pageant of all the hosts and their dogs. This is going to be very exciting. So we're going to, they're going to be seen. They're going to show what they are and we're going to have a vote and we're going to find out who is the favorite co-host pet. What is, what is, uh, what are the, what are going to be, what are the, the, the feats going to be so I can start training her? Yeah. I mean, I can't give away too much, but it's going to be me something, you know, I mean, honestly, if, if she comes when calls she'll be ahead of most of the other people's dogs. I mean, we got Bernie, we got, well, Bernie's very, yeah. very Bernie's very ornery. Sonny's bringing two dogs. And they're ginormous. Yes, yeah, massive dogs. How are you going to make sure that Sonny's dogs don't eat cha-cha? I'm concerned about it. Actually, I think Bernie might eat everybody. We'll see Bernie, what yeah, Bernie, Bernie's, yeah, Bernie, Bernie's very territorial. Yeah. And he's not a, uh, he can, I mean, Bernie is, if, if Joy Behar reincarnated as a dog, she'd be Bernie. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, like, Bernie, literally, the only thing left for Bernie to do is say, so what? Who cares? <laughs> All right. On that note, thank you for joining me, Anna. I'll be back on Monday to kick off our Thanksgiving week with Whoopi here on the podcast. A rare appearance. Whoopi? Yep. She's back. Just as a programming note for next week, Behind the Table will be on break Thanksgiving Day, as we mentioned, and the Friday after. Thank you for listening. Please join us on Monday with Whoopi and continue to leave us ratings. Let's uh, keep leaving reviews. I love reading them and uh, really I've never appreciate read it. One. They're they're lovely, and several are in Spanish for you, so you should check it out. I'm sure there are insults about you. Uh, probably, but I can't read them, so I don't mind. <laughs> Thanks again. Behind the Table is executive produced by Brian Tedda. Supervising producers are Nathan Getty and Summer Shake, with production assistant Emily Darcy. The vice president of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi, and the executive producer of podcast programming is Laura Mayer. Special thanks to Lori Hogan, Susie Liu, Meg Fierro, Enza Dolce Nini, Josh Cohan, Ariel Chester, Frankie Perez, Audrey Mostek, and Dana Schaefer. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.